Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Hey, everybody. Thanks uh, Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Um, I just wanted to kick off with a couple of uh, thank yous. Um, it's, uh, it, believe it or not, this is actually the 30th uh, season I've had the privilege of working in Major League Baseball. And I was reminded yesterday, it was such an emotional day for so many people, um, given Dennis Eckersley's uh, retirement. Uh, I was just reminded what a privilege it is to be in baseball, um, and I wanted to thank um, our our players. I think we had 54 players. Time, you can correct me on the on our major league roster uh, and their families. Uh, I want to thank our front office, the individuals that work really hard each and every day to to be um, great at their their jobs and great as a, a front office. Especially want to thank our employees in Southwest Florida and. Their families who have gone through a really tough time um, the last couple of weeks, obviously. I want to thank all of you guys, the media, for grinding it out in a long season. We respect the job that you have to do, um, and we're, we're appreciative of it, uh, believe it or not. Um, I want to thank our fans, uh, undeniably the best in all of baseball. Um, they were there for us in what was an incredibly disappointing uh, season. Um, and lastly, I'll just say it again, Dennis Eckersley, Jennifer Eckersley, the whole crew, thank you for uh, an awesome run. Um, we, uh, we're going to miss you a ton and we're really appreciative of everything. Um, and last thing I'll say is, is we fell short of our goal this year. Each and every year our goal is to play baseball in October. Um, and that's on us. That's on the group that you're, you're looking at right here. Um, we're responsible for... Um, putting a team on the field that's built to compete into October and win a World Series championship. We obviously fell way short of that, um, but we are incredibly confident uh, in our group. We've been in this position before, uh, and we're excited about building this thing back up and being competitive in 2023 and beyond. Um, and so uh, we ask uh, for our fans to continue to show us the support that they have uh, for the past two decades. Uh, so thanks, uh, Justin. Back to you. Right. John, you want to kick us off today? You're back. Um, how big a job would it be to um, sign both guys? I know you talk before how you both to talk about the team. Yeah, well, Johnny, as you know, you know, I don't, uh, 
ever want to make public any of the any of the blow by blow, but uh, what I can say is this: that process is going to start right away uh, from our end. And obviously, you know, we know we haven't we haven't found that path yet. Um, we still want to. Uh, we're going to work really hard at it. How big a job is it to rebuild this team in, in six months? Well, it's going to be a challenge, but that's part of what's going to make it exciting. Um, you know, we've. Unfortunately, because of the way the season went, we've had you know, some time to think about this. And in thinking about it, uh, that's made me even more excited to tackle and to tackle it with this group here. Um, it's supposed to be hard. And you know, it's going to be exciting to go after it and to, to do the job. Uh, Sam, you, you often talk about John and Tom being stewards of the organization. Uh, you guys are in last, came in last place. Um, why aren't they here today to discuss their plans for the future and what they think we're going yeah, um, you know, John Henry and Tom Werner have been stewards of this franchise since 2002. Um, I think it's undeniable that they're the, they've been the best owners of the Boston Red Sox. As someone who grew up here, a uh, diehard Red Sox fan, for those of you who've been around longer than me, I think we would all acknowledge that. Um, they're as accountable as, as anyone in our organization. They want to win as much as anyone in our organization. Um, in terms of uh, media briefings and, and events like this, that's part of our job responsibility to sit down and, 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 and do the sort of year-end uh, download. Um, and you know, we, uh, we try to do it the best we can. We try to be as accessible to you guys as, as possible throughout the whole season. Um, but John and Tom's commitment level to this organization um, is as uh, high as it's ever been. Uh, I think Hyam and AC and BOH can tell you the amount of interaction, uh, involvement, um, guidance that they provide uh, is as, um, as at a high a level as it's ever been. Sam, with all respect, you're as accountable as anybody in the organization to the number around speak to the issues that the appendix is talking about. Yeah. Again, part of um, part of our job uh, is to is to speak with no, the media and the fans. Account. Sorry. You said you spoke to their account. Yeah, I think I spoke to it. But do you have do you have another question? You said that they are as accountable, but yet they're not here to answer any questions. I, you know, that, that's your, 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 you have a pointed question that they need to be accountable. And I'm telling you that this organization, um, led by John Henry and, and Tom Werner, uh, is, has been a model franchise for the past two decades. We've had a disappointing year this year. Um, we all acknowledge that. So you went on a, on a new path a couple of years ago uh, when you hired him. How satisfied are you with where things are going with the organization? Yeah, it's been frustrating um, in terms of the, the record in the American League East this year, but we couldn't be more uh, confident in our entire baseball operations leadership led by Haim and BOH and obviously Alex. You said confident a couple of times. Like, you're incredibly confident that you guys can you know, be better next year, but like, why so? Like, the, you guys got dominated by the AL East. Um, you know, what makes you confident? <laughs> Well, we have tremendous confidence in um, the strategic thinking, the direction that that Hyam and, and BOH are, are taking us. But it's probably best 
for Haim to speak to sort of his thoughts about um, where we are as a group right now and, and, and where we're going in 2023. Yeah, look, I mean, to start with, first of all, um, the bottom line with respect to 2022 is we didn't get it done, period. And it's obviously important for us, especially internally, to look at why that is. Uh, but it is the case. You know, we, we expect it to be in the postseason and we're not. Um, and so in that, not only we let our fans down, we let ourselves down. Um, now, having said that, you know, going through this and, and you know, digesting everything that happened this year, um, what worked, what didn't, and why, and even zooming out and looking uh, you know, at, at more than just this year, you know, I think what it comes down to is that, you know, when we work together well, uh, when we focus on, you know, doing the right things and making good moves, um, you know, a lot of good things happen. And, you know, th this was true last year, too. It's just more pointed when you have a season like this and, and, and it punches you in the face. But you always have to learn uh, and to try to separate, you know, from what went well and what didn't, uh, the why. And then looking at that and you know, looking at what we can do this offseason, looking at what we have and then looking at what we need to do and how we're going to go about it, you know, I feel like it's all there for us um, you know, to do a really good job and, and get us back where we belong. Well, there's a, you know, this is obviously something that's tougher, tough to unpack in, in this format. Um, you know, I think uh, when I look at it, I look at, at two things. One, um, you know, we, we showed at points that there's a lot of talent, uh, that there was a lot of talent this year in that room downstairs. But uh, in a lot of ways, it didn't fit together uh, as well as it needed to. Um, there's always going to be things you can't control. We need to focus on what we can control. And we need to make sure that, uh, you know, we put a roster together that can withstand some things going wrong. Because in most seasons, unless you get lucky, they do. Uh, and then besides that, we all need to work together and to, to, to do a really good job at uh, making sure that we are getting the most out of all the talent that we have in the organization. Um, you know, it's nice and important to talk about, you know, you know, learning some of the lessons that these guys learn and, and talk about upside and talking about potential. The bottom line is we got to do it. And, you know, we've already, you know, really for the last month, I mean, Alex and I and others, we've had great conversations about how to level up in that respect and, and you know, how to keep advancing the ball so that we can get more out of the talent in the room and, and make sure that uh, it's coming to play and that we're putting us in as good a position as we can to win every game that day. So I'm going to be more specific because, like, you know, I mean, first base or the rotation, I mean, the, what, what went wrong and, and why, you know, you didn't move around so you said that it was stand those things, you know, what was yeah, I think we set out to do that, but um, obviously to get where we got, I think with the talent that we had, a lot of different things had, had to happen. It was different things at different points. Um, you know, at times, uh, you know, our offensive performance was uneven or it didn't come through in the, in the, in the right moments. Uh, we started off the year playing really well defensively, and then as the year went on, uh, you know, that, that didn't go as well. Uh, our pitching was obviously up and down the whole year. We, we didn't lock down games in the bullpen the way we need to. Um, you know, there's a lot of things within that that also went right, but uh, you know, those are some of the things that obviously we need to set ourselves up for better results going forward. You said Xander, you know, that process starts right away. Would you say that he's your number one priority as the offseason starts? Yeah, um, I mean, just because of the timing uh, of his free agency. Um, obviously, until we get 
after the World Series, there's a lot of other things that we can plan for but not do. Um, you, know, you know, this is something we can work on right away. Do you hope to get a deal done before he can opt out? Yeah, I mean, look, that's, that's no different from where we've been. Um, you know, our, our position hasn't changed on that. I know, you know, I've said this before, nothing I say really matters uh, unless there's a deal. Um, but our position's been the same, that we want to we wanna keep him here for a long time. We want him here on a deal that, you know, we're going to look back on and say this is great for everybody. Um, you know, we see what happens. We just, we just uh, got, got to the end of one of those with J.D., and I think everybody, uh, you know, can feel that that one worked out for everybody involved, and we want to build around him and win with him. Sam, I'll ask this of you because of your position and your tenure. This is the fifth last-place finish in 11 years. Only one other team in baseball has finished last that many times in that span. A couple have finished last four times. What they have in common is they're mostly medium and small market teams or teams that are rebuilding. How is it that a team with these resources and that spends as it does has had such a boom-bust cycle for the last decade under four GMs and four different managers, and what do you do to stop it? Well, <laughs> finishing um, in last place is, is brutal. Um, it's <laughs> certainly not what we set out to do. Um, and I guess, you know, you could, uh, you could dive into lots of detail around, you know, why uh, each last place um, finish uh, occurred. But at a high level, you know, from where I sit, it's underperformance um, across the board. And, and that starts with us. So it's on us. When we finish in last place, uh, when we win a World Series, um, the leadership of the organization is responsible for it. Um, and so we've had underperformance this year, and uh, that's on us. We need to be better. You guys uh, always had one of the higher payrolls in baseball. You have a lot of money coming off the books. Do you anticipate maintaining uh, a top payroll with Yeah, I anticipate um, uh, our our ownership group continuing to invest across our baseball operation, um, whether that's major league payroll, whether that's international signing, scouting, player development, analytics infrastructure, medical. Um, the commitment to spending uh, has been there. Um, how those resources have been allocated, uh, the underperformance, just not getting it done. Again, that's on us. That's not, a, that's not an ownership level thing. That's, that's, a, that's at our level. And um, you know, we're responsible for that. So we, we've had the commitment uh, to spend in all areas, and I do not see that changing uh, as we go forward. We, we just need to be better. Alex, do you anticipate bringing back all your same coaches? Uh, yes. Yeah. Actually, we talked to the possible free agents yesterday, and uh, everybody's going to be back. <laughs> in regards to pitching, rotation, and bullpen, uh, some of the moves that you've made in the previous years have been on the periphery, and, and those guys have worked out, but how much um, importance or urgency do you factor into signing maybe a, a bigger, uh, you know, more proven either closer or starter, given how much uncertainty there is in both, uh, in both areas of the, of the 
Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think one of the things that uh, history and, and common sense will show you is that when you get focused on anything other than just making good moves, uh, it's not going to serve you well. Um, so, you know, I think we need to focus on that more than um, on, you know, what we call someone or what kind of splash we're making. But I would say this. Uh, we've seen, and you know, through both success uh, and, and challenges, we've seen some of the, the pitching depth that we have in the organization come to the fore. Obviously, this year we had to throw them in the fire more than we wanted to, uh, but I think you know they will all be better for it. Um, I do think we're in a different position with respect to that. That that allows us and should allow us to focus on, you know, on on, on guys that we're, we don't need to be as uh, focused on just building up that depth. You always need depth, um, but we can also look at you know guys who can slot in. Um, you know, and, and provide some impact, whether that's at the beginning of the game uh, or at the end of the game. Um, so that's, that's definitely going to be a focus of ours. But really, you know, when you talk about uh, our pitching staff or the roster in general, um, you know, we talked about it, you know, Johnny talked about it. There's, there's a lot that we need to do this offseason, so we need to be focused on the whole board. But because of some of the depth on the pitching side that we built up, you know, I think we're going to be considering a little bit different set of possibilities. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I would. Um, I would be cautious to put too much into, uh, you know, what's out there on the rumor mill. I mean, the fact of the matter is, in any off season, uh, we should show interest in a lot more guys than we are ultimately going to end up with. Uh, if we don't do that, you know, we're, we're not doing our jobs. So when you do that, you're ultimately, you know, going to end up with only a, a small handful of those players. You just need to make sure you end up with the right guys on the right deals. Uh, and, you know, especially when you're the Boston Red Sox and you show interest in someone, or even sometimes when you don't, it's going to be out there. Uh, so I think that creates you know, a, an appearance that might be different from the reality. It just comes back to making good decisions. Uh, I do think, you know, we're in a position right now um, where we know we have a lot to tackle. Um, we've already identified, you know, some of the, some of the ways we want to tackle it. Obviously some of it, uh, there's still work ahead of us and some of it we have to, you know, see if, you know, when we can, if interest is mutual and, you know, as we get into talking to other teams, what's possible there. So some of that is still going to develop over time, but, but yeah, it, it's really just a question of making the right deals. And, um, you know, we're going to want to be aggressive after, you know, after guys we identify as really good targets for us. Brian, you've been here a long time in the front office. Can you remember an offseason where you guys have headed in with more to do and more possibilities than this? Um, I think there are a few that that, that we had, had quite a bit to do, but this definitely stands out. So uh, we see it as an exciting opportunity. You know, obviously very disappointing 2022, but um, we move forward with, with resources, uh, with some some good pieces in place, and, and we're excited to, to tackle all that we have to tackle, and, and it is a lot, but um, we're looking forward to it. 
How much more likely is it that you use the trade avenue to address needs given the improvement and build up in prospect inventory? Yeah, I think that makes it more likely. Um, you know, we're in a situation where uh, we are, and this has been the case, I think, increasingly every year that I've been here, where the decisions when it comes time to set your roster in November and then just look at roster spots in terms of what you need to do the rest of the offseason, those decisions get harder. That's a good thing. You know, it means we have, you know, depth of prospects and especially prospects who are on the roster or eligible to, to, to go on the roster. You know, to handle that properly, we need to, you know, be willing uh, to look at using some of those guys in trades. And it's both easier and more necessary to do that the deeper you get. Alan, you talked yesterday about, about the sense of urgency that you want to see from the beginning of the season. As manager, how do you think you can uh, you know, foster that and get that to happen? I think it started yesterday. Uh, one of the things that, like I told you yesterday, uh, the, way, the way they went about their business was good. And the way we finished, you know, like I said, the results weren't there, but the process was the right one. The attitude was the right one. But yesterday, the message was loud and clear, you know, and not only for me, from some of the players that are going to be here next year. You know, the, the offseason starts today. And, uh, you know, we're going to meet as a group after this, and, you know, we're going to address a few things that we have to do better. But uh, I think it starts with the players. And I think we've got a, a few guys in there that, you know, they've been winners. They've been in the playoff. They were in the playoff for seven years in a row. You know, in this case, Kike, and he was loud and clear. You know, kind of like keep doing the things that we have to do to get better next year in the weight room, in the training room, like I always said. And uh, I think they understand. You know, how bad it was this year, how disappointed we are, and uh, we just got to turn the page now. I know it's hard, you know, to 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 forget what happened last year, this past uh, this past season, but we have to move forward. Like I said, there's a sense of urgency, you know, and it started right after the game issue. There were some good speeches down there that are you know, guys that have been here for a few years, only a few years, and they, they took that step to make sure the message was the right one. How do you view the uh, first base Question obviously with you know having two left-handed hitting first basemen, um, you know I I guess the way with what we went through this year, the question about having too many options at first base is is, is one we're happy to take. Um, short answer is I don't know yet. Um, obviously when we got Haas, uh, we were focused on uh, what he could bring to us right now um, and not wanting to rush Tristan. I think after that Tristan showed us. In AAA, you know, uh, coming back off that injury once he got settled in, really, I think the best we've seen from him, uh, or at least that I've seen since I've been here, and then came up. And even though there were some ups and downs in terms of the results, uh, the approach was was very clear. I mean, that's one of the biggest things you worry about, especially with someone like him, is that when they when they make that jump to the highest level, that the, that the approach that's kind of carried them through their careers will degrade. And you guys saw it; it didn't. Uh, sometimes the results were there, sometimes there weren't. But he was a tough at bat every single time, which is going to be one of his calling cards as he goes forward. Uh, so that's all really encouraging. You know, we're, it, it's something we're going to have to look at. Um, 
couldn't be happier with how he progressed the last couple months of the season. You know, I think he's going to, you guys have gotten to know him a little bit over the years, and especially this last month. Um, you know, he, he takes it all in, and he's going to process it. And obviously some of the things that went well, he can carry those forward. And uh, some of the at-bats or things in the field that didn't go as well, you can bet he's going to learn from them, and that makes us really excited. Um, you guys finished 20th in the majors and home runs. Um, most of the teams above you, of course, are in the playoffs, except for the Indians, they're 29. But this is a power league, we all know that. Um, is that something you're going to focus on this offseason, trying to build up the power on this team? And, and what about a pursuit of Aaron Judge? Yeah, as far as home runs are concerned, you know that I think that's a, a good topic for a reason. We expected to have more home run power. Obviously, we did some things in the offseason, you know, particularly uh, to improve our defense, um, where there were some trade-offs there and some of the moves that we made. But uh, you know, certainly, especially where we play, both the park we play and the division we're in. Uh, base, baseball right now, it's really hard to hit. If you can't score runs quickly and in bunches, uh, it's going to be hard to win on some days. Uh, so that's definitely something uh, that we want to focus on. I'm for um, the last 20 years, this franchise has had two very high-profile DHs, full-time guys that you know handled that job for 150 plus games. Um, do you see that continuing, or do you look at the model where other teams cycle through position players to give them a day <coughs> off from playing defense? Is it philosophically? Do you want an everyday guy, or are you open to rotating through that? And maybe Alex's thoughts on that, too. Yeah, I really think it should be about what works for the club you put together. I mean, you talk about those two guys with, with David and, and with JD. They're two of the best that have done it you know, during the course of my career. And when you have one of those guys, it's a, that, that's outstanding. Um, you know, there, there's also benefits to the other approach. And you know, that's something that it really gets down to the personnel. And, and who you're talking about, I, I think you're better off focusing on uh, the caliber of the baseball player and what they bring to the table, and then starting from one point and saying we got to find somebody that fits that. How do you look at the uh, Rocky situation this winter? How do you look at the, is that something that you need to kind of get, get done this winter, try to get done this winter, or is that something that can go the next season? Yeah. How do you look at that? Yeah, we, we would like to. Um, you know, nothing's changed in that regard. Um, he's one of the one of the best players in the game. Um, you know, he's shown the ability to perform on the biggest stages and to do it here. And he's someone uh, that we want to build around. Sam, do you want to anticipate a big rock in season to get Sam this offseason? Uh, we do not anticipate a, a, a big drop just um, by virtue of the fact that we've kept the most loyal uh, fans who have supported us uh, over these past two decades. So we're, we're appreciative of that and, and uh, we anticipate good uh, fan support. But obviously it's our job to, to improve over this offseason, John. To that point, Sam, has a decision been made regarding ticket prices? Yeah, we had a um, uh, small uh, single-digit increase in season ticket prices, um, one and a half, two percent, uh, going into next year. And then, as you know, we priced the rest of our inventory um, on a dynamic basis based upon demand. So prices go up and down based to, uh, upon the market demand for tickets. Yes, there has. We're, we're looking at um, start times with the context of um, what's best for our fans, uh, what's best for 
the baseball operation. We've had lots of discussions with players and AC and his staff and, and, and baseball operations. So we are looking at some uh, potentially some different start times next year. Alex, to piggyback off Sean's question about the DH, you talked about wanting to be more athletic and you've always had something that you want to do or how you want to play and the players you want. Going forward, what do you want to see? Like what type of players do you think that need to be added? Or? Um, Regarding the question, I think it's about the roster, right? It all depends who we have and what we're going to do. So, you know, that, that's going to dictate that spot, right? Uh, we're not complaining about David, we're not complaining about JD, right? But moving forward, whatever we do in the offseason is going to dictate that, and I'm, I'm fine with that. As far as the players, uh, one, one of the things that we've been talking about, and, and I think where the game is going, right, is, is more athletic. You know, uh, defense is important. But uh, where the game is going next year with the new rules, you know, we have to take advantage of certain situations, right? And uh, I do believe at certain times we were stuck offensively this year, not only because we didn't hit the ball at the ballpark, but running the bases and taking advantage of, of certain situations wasn't there. So we've been talking about this for, for a month, a month and a half, and uh, hopefully we get a more dynamic athletic club next year that we can actually you know, not only rely on the long ball or just doubles, you know? that we can actually take advantage of the game. Yeah, um, so related to that, you said earlier about the team having a lot of talent, but if you used the term meshing together well, maybe. I had a conversation with A.J. Hinch earlier this year about the extent that which a team should be built by going simply for the best player available, as opposed to types of a model, a player that fits your model, you know, so the team does mesh together with the way you like to do things. You know, how to either you and Alex do that, I think, long story short, the more your roster fits together, the more it complements itself, like the, the, the more Alex is going to be able to do with that roster during the game. And obviously, talent still matters. Like It's a team sport, but it's also an individual sport. Um, you know, when you're a pitcher, when you're on the mound, you've got the baseball, and it's on you. And when you're in the box, it's on you. Uh, same thing on the bases. Uh, same thing on defense. But, um, you know, we've seen it. You know, even this year when we were going good, we saw it last year with – uh, navigating uh, the season and into October, um, you can you can either you know gain a few extra inches or lose a few extra inches by how the roster fits together, and uh, it's really all about giving Alex the most <coughs> options that he can go to during a game, not just with the first 26, but with everybody else that you know is going to be part of this over the course of the season. Um, you guys have a lot of option decisions, obviously. I know you have time for those, but you decided on any of those. No, I mean, we've spent some time obviously talking about them and it's part of our planning, um, but, uh, you know, we're going to end up making final decisions when it's time. Yeah. Uh, I don't expect you to get too specific on this, but if you could talk in general terms about qualifying offers and the balance of protecting yourself with potential picks versus, you know, maybe overpaying for a guy for one year, can you just address how you see that and the possibility of extending some? Yeah, I mean, again, without you know getting into it in detail, um, because it's not you know it's not that time yet. Um, you know, it, it really is all going to come back to us looking at you know the merits of each decision. Um, you know, some of these they they're, they are very obvious decisions, um, one way or the other, and, and some of them aren't. And you know. It, that's basically we're going to just take each one uh, on its own merits and, and go from there. I 
how could you guys, how do you look at Chris Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, you talk about this, the, the situations that he's been in, the things that have happened. Uh, there's no reason looking at next year that he shouldn't be able to be a huge part of this. Um, but obviously, um, you could probably go back and find instances of me saying exactly that in a lot of different ways over the last few years. Um, and, you know, we know that uh, when somebody hasn't carried a workload in a while, it, uh, you know, it it means certain things for how you should plan. Um, look, he's a part of this. You know, you guys know what he can do. We were really encouraged by how he looked when he came back in that short time before he got hurt again. Uh, we fully expect him to be a huge part of our success next year. Uh, it's always our responsibility to make sure, like I said earlier, that we're prepared for as many things as possible that can go wrong. So that's going to be a part of our offseason planning this year. But this guy, not only what he means on the field, but also what he means in the clubhouse, what he can bring to a group. Um, how he can lift up the people around him. Uh, obviously, when he's on the field, that all works better. But um, you know, he is—he's he, an elite talent, and uh, you know, we expect that to be the case next year. Assuming you plan on him being a starter, is there—you have to look at it like there's only going to be a certain amount of innings we can expect because he's been essentially played. Is that something that has to be factored in? Yes and no. Yes, in terms of again, we all we obviously have to plan on you know whether it's with him or anybody uh, having to account for innings coming from other places. Uh, but also, I think you know both within this group with with some of our uh, tremendous sports medicine performance staff, and also I think around the industry, uh, I think we're seeing teams uh, look at workload in, in a better way than just looking at an innings total and getting people to a position where you know the day-to-day -day workload that they're maintaining is is steady and is is a lot more important than just assigning an arbitrary innings number uh you know that played into some of how uh, we handled Bayo this year and you know allowing him you know to pitch until the end uh and not be bound by you know an arbitrary innings limit so same would apply to chris is obviously a different set of injuries different stage of his career but uh you know we have to be mindful of it all you know, you, you guys saw what he can do. We have, we have not, you know, gotten into nailing down. Okay, what is what exactly does a rotation uh, look like? But um, this guy is as much upside as any young pitcher who, who debuted in the big leagues this year. Um, you know, he showed it to us, and more and more consistently as the season went along. And I think most importantly, he he became more confident in who he is and, and what plays at this level. Um, and that's really exciting for us going forward. Do you expect him to be at the big level? You know, again, we haven't, you know, not because of him specifically, but uh, not ready to make those <coughs> make those pronouncements yet. But, you know, he showed us as much as you could want to see down the stretch. And, and to your outfits, you guys talked about power. You didn't have much power production from the outfield. Uh, how do you plan on addressing that and sort of going forward into you know, the next season? Yeah, um, look, a, a lot of that's really just going to be a question of how the whole roster comes together. And like I said, just wanting to make good baseball moves to field a really good team. Um, if we get too fixated and okay, this power has to come from this position or this attribute has to come from another position, we might not be as good as we can be. We need to look at it all. Power is obviously a huge part of that. Uh, but we want to put together, you know, a really good roster that uh, can win on a nightly basis. Hi, how mindful do you have to be of clubhouse dynamics, and what did you learn about that this year? Whether it's making a contract offer or making a trade, it's not things to receive. Yeah, look, 
I think these guys are not just players, they're people. And it's really important to be aware of that. I've always believed that. Um, you know, I would also say um, at the end of the day, I think, you know, after a few years here, uh, if somebody were to ask me, what are the Boston Red Sox, you know, what are the Boston Red Sox really about? I would say the Red Sox are really about winning and about family. And so from my chair, that comes down to making really good baseball moves and taking care of the taking care of this family, and uh, anything that isn't really about one and hopefully both of those things uh, is a distraction, and uh, we need to focus on those two things. Do you feel the team handled those things well this year? You know, it seemed like after the trade deadline, about Vasquez, it seemed like Bogarts was maybe distracted. Yeah, I, you know, again, these guys are people, and especially, uh, especially in Boston, where people care so much, and there's so many eyeballs on you. Um, the, you know, there's more that uh, you know that that is going to be seen, kind of in raw form. And you know, if you're bogey, and this this guy's been your seatmate for seven, eight years, and, and he gets dealt um, in that moment, you know, I, I'd feel the same way. It's not you're not thinking about the baseball move; you're thinking about your friend. And, and how do you feel about that? And I would never want to take that away from someone, nor nor should we. Um, you know, that's that's part of life. Um, so you know, I think what what stood out to me, obviously, there were a lot of ups and downs, but I think this group uh, held together really well. They played hard, wire to wire. A lot of that's a credit to, to Alex and the staff, but also to those players. Um, it's really easy to get distracted by a lot of different things. And I think you'd be naive not to expect a group of guys being together, um, you know, for 162 games, not to have that occasionally happen. Uh, but on the whole, they stuck together. And that was really cool to see. I imagine you guys do several of next year's roster. Two pieces of pitching staff, as well as around second with Mike Mike How do you see their roles going forward? Yeah, you know, the, this is something where, um, obviously, with them both, uh, you know, coming through uh, injury rehabs, um, you know, we need to have some steps of that evolve uh, before we really set a plan. The one thing I would say, um, you know, as much as possible, you want to minimize uncertainty when you get to spring training, and I think for a number of reasons, uh, and and some of that's on us. We didn't do it. We didn't do that with those guys, and it put us everybody in a tough position. Uh, so we want to do we want to do better with that this year. I know you view the leadoff spot, whether it's someone here or you know uh, Yeah, for me, like a lot of that, um, it's really it really comes out of a lot of conversation that we have, you know, especially with Alex. I I think we need to make sure as we're making moves to put together a club uh, that we're in sync with. Okay, how are players best used, and how does this all fit together? Um, and you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, once once we have the roster together on any given day, um, Alex is going to put together the best lineup to win the game. And you know, so a lot of it's just going to come out of the conversations uh, that we have. There's a lot of different profiles that can work, as you could even see last year. You know, with our team, uh, we had different guys up there and, and had success in different ways. But you know, beyond that, I think it really falls out of our conversations and ultimately um, what Alex thinks puts us in the best position to win that night. You said that you hope to talk to to Devers about long term deal. If one does not come together this offseason, would you entertain trading him? 
why, why not? So, in general, and there have been exceptions, I don't generally think uh, we or any organization should be in the business of, uh, and this is something I've told players, should be in the business of saying, okay, I can guarantee you X or Y, because, um, you know, there, you know, there, and I think a lot of players I've had this conversation with would agree that uh, in theory, there's always, some, there's always something somebody could put in front of you that would be stupid to walk away from. Um, but, you know, that isn't on our radar. Um, he is number one, first and foremost. He's a guy that uh, that we want to build around, and he's hugely important to what we're doing. Uh, we hope he's here not just next year, but uh, in the years to come. And you know, I think we're in a position now. We we expect and, and fully intend uh, to be able to put a really good team on the field that can win next year. Uh, that's really important, and I don't see how we make life easier for ourselves by uh, by him not being a part of that. To say nothing of the years the years to come. You've talked a lot about you working know, for a homegrown player retention. Um, it, how, how pivotal is that? How central an aspect of this offseason is that? Would it be a disappointment if you do not come to spring training next year with at least one and perhaps both of those guys uh, as part of the Red Sox for Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've, I've said this before, um, but you know, Hyam's job and, and BOH's job are two of the toughest jobs in the building um, that I would be particularly bad at because uh, I, I uh, fall guilty of falling in love with our, our players and particularly our homegrown players. So it's really, really difficult. Of course I'd be disappointed. You've got Xander Bogarts and Rafi Devers, two of the most important um, people in the history of this organization. So I hope we can find a way to um, not only bring them back or keep them here, extend them, but have a team around them that is built for success in October. That's the key thing here. Is it realistic to be able to sign both of them to long-term deals and to build that team around them? I hope so. Say the, some other teams have sold off some of their broadcast inventory and streaming services. Uh, are there any thoughts of doing that here? Yeah, we, we actually launched um, uh, kind of a, a pilot program this year with Nesson 360, uh, which is a streaming service uh, available, which was well received. In fact, the first um, RSN in the country to do that. Um, so look, we got to be where our fans are. Um, and like it or not, <laughs> our fans are right here. And you need to be where your fans are, where they want your product, 24-7, no matter where you are in the world. So um, we're going to continue to explore new and different avenues to get Red Sox baseball to our fans. I, I meant more outside your broadcast empire, as it were. Like, the Yankees have sold 20 games to Amazon Prime. Would you ever consider doing that outside of the Nessa number? No. Um, since one of the first things you did Boston was to trade Is there anything you learned from that experience that will change your approach maybe to the other young players coming up and needing deals? Yeah, I mean, uh, try to learn from everything that we do. I think um, you know, all these situations are individual. Part of why we set the course that we did when I came here was, you know, anticipating, knowing we were going to be in this situation where not the best division in baseball was going to get 
even better because every other team in the baseball was either already uh, in, a posi- in a position of strength or trying to get there the right way. And shortcuts were not going to help or benefit us because as we sat there and as I think 2019 showed, um, you know, we weren't the class of the division. So, you know, that dictated a certain approach and, and ultimately, uh, you know, we got a deal from Mookie that we felt was in our interest. So there, there's things, you know, that, that I take away from that uh, as, we, as with everything. But, you know, part of the reason that we've done what we've done the last couple of years is never to be in that position again. And I'm not sitting here telling you that, you know, we have achieved baseball nirvana and we're exactly where we want to be. We're not, but uh, we've made a lot of progress. You know, we are in a different situation uh, and a better situation, I think, as far as how the organization is set up. So I don't think we're going to have the exact parallel to that situation again. I'm just going back to what Alex was saying about kind of a sense of urgency. We've talked a lot of it since you've gotten here about the balancing the present and the future. Do you plan on kind of changing that balance or how do you see that balance? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. It's something I, I've thought about this year. And, you know, honestly, um, you know, I think that's something that every good organization does. Um, but uh, we want to win. And, you know, maybe that's on me for framing things the way I did. Um, but every good organization is doing that, uh, you know, I think uh, in different ways. And the sense of urgency, um, the competitiveness, that has underlied everything we've done. Um, you know, and if, if, you know, if, if I've communicated that in a way to make you think you were trading off uh, some kind of sense of urgency or desire to win because of, you know, different decisions we made or different ways we've navigated things, then that's on me because, you know, that we're in this for one reason, which is to win. And, you know, with everything, whether, you know, at bat to a bat, game to game, season to season, you know, every organization, everybody is always, is always, you know, trading that off. And I think what it really comes back to, um, you know, obviously different organizations can be in different positions. Like I said, we were in a different position a few, a few years ago uh, with Mookie than we are now. But it really comes back to making good moves. And you will be rewarded if you have a good process and make good baseball moves. Some of the best things that have happened here while I've been here and a lot of the success that we have had um, wouldn't have happened if we were too focused on, you know, that, that kind of now future stuff as opposed to just making good moves. We, we took a guy in the Rule 5 last year who ended up being one of the best pitchers on our team. If we had just been focused on, okay, where's the dial now future, then we wouldn't have made that move. Uh, but we stayed focused on, you know, having a good process, making good moves. That's been behind a lot of the good things that we have done. It's part of what makes me confident that, you know, we can we can be even better going forward as long as we keep our our sights set in the right place. But, you know, it, we're trying to win. Um, we are always trying to win, and uh, I think we have set the organization up better to be able to do that in a lot of different ways going forward. And that starts now. Now that you've been here for a while, and you know, there's you now kind of pressure to flip it from a worse to first, there's urgency there. Is it harder to see the long view? Like, do you feel like it has to be more focused on the present that way? Yeah, I think it kind of comes back to, to how I answered Jason's question. I think you, you if, if you get distracted uh, from making good moves, um, you will hurt yourself. And, you know, you've seen that historically here and in other places that when you try to respond 
to disappointment or failure with shock and awe, it usually doesn't go well, um, unless that shock and awe also happens to, to come with a really good baseball move. And so that's what we got to stay focused on, is doing the right things uh, every day, just like um, Alex expects our players to do, to go in after every day uh, to the fullest uh, and trying to do the right things to position the organization to win. Alex, uh, do you, uh, would you think the story would be an option at shortstop if it came to that? Or are you, like, I, I guess this is for, you know, for, for Yeah, like, do you want the story to be a, a second base move? I think he can, he can handle shortstop, uh, I do believe. Uh, I know a lot of people talk about his arm, but just watching him this year, going to his right, playing, deep in the shift, he was never exposed, you know? And he's a different type of shortstop than second base. At second base, he plays back, and he waits for the ball to get to him. When he plays short, he plays fast, and he's always on the run, so. To answer your question, I do believe he can handle shortstop. Uh, are there, you guys obviously able to address the health concerns mid-season, you know, during the season because of where you were in the standings? Anyone else require surgery? Is there any kind of, you know, medical situation heading into the off-season for their nose? <coughs> Trying to think, none that I'm trying to think what we've already said. Yeah, none that I think have been reported. I don't think there's anything new that's not that you're not aware of already. And uh, with the catching situation, um, how do you view uh, the, how do you view the uh, obviously having a wire long um, versus exploration of the market? Yeah, I think both of these guys showed well, um, which is good for them, good for us. Um, you know, we. We didn't want to be in the position we were in at the end, but we, we tried to make the most of that position in, in terms of giving them opportunity, uh, both for their growth and benefit uh, and, and also for ours. Uh, so I think you know they, they definitely raised the floor of, of what we had. Now that said, um, you know this is one of the areas that I, I fully expect you know we're gonna we're gonna explore additions. Um, it's nice to know that we have two guys that are familiar with how we do things uh, that showed. A lot of good things, um, but you know we owe it to ourselves and everybody uh, who cares about this team to, to look to get better. And, and you know, catcher certainly not going to be an exception to that. Sam talked about the emotion that he feels about Devers and Bogarts. In your role, is it part of your job to take that value into account, or are you trying to present ownership just contract recommendations based strictly on who this player is on the field, the production he gives, wins and losses? And if ownership wants to say, hey, he's more valuable to us than that because of other things, they can step in and do so. What's your role in trying to take the tangible bigger impact of the economy? Yeah, we should be taking that into account, or we're not doing our jobs. There's obviously a layer uh, to some decisions that go beyond baseball ops that, that become organizational decisions. Um, but if we're not taking that into account, then I just think we're ignoring reality. Like I said, these guys, you know, they're not chess pieces. They're people. Uh, that's a group of people in there every day. And the, the season and, and, you know, the, the grind of the season requires different things of people. And it requires you to, to, to dig deep sometimes. And there's value to knowing uh, that, you know, you have people who can do that. And also that you have people who not just can handle but also embrace everything you know that that comes with with making family park your home so that that is a a huge part of what we do i mean there's no question obviously sometimes you know th this game especially the al east doesn't give you that much margin uh, for sentimentality when it's in the wrong place but if we're not factoring in who people are 
uh, and not just their tools or their baseball skill, then we're not doing a good job. I'm just looking ahead, Alex had mentioned the new rules that are going to impact baseball this spring. And just a forward-looking kind of thing, as you consider some new players, and will that be part of the consideration, especially the one where you know, the shift and, and some of the others? Uh, is that something that you're thinking about as an organization? Yeah, you know, this is one of those things. We, we, this is another thing that, unfortunately, because we've had the, the time and the mind space to focus on things beyond 2022 over the last month, we've talked about. Um, you know, two, two thoughts on that, and one of them is that I think we can predict, we can make educated guesses, we can, you know, put our heads together about what might be the results of, of you know, some rules changes or changes in the game. Uh, but there are always going to be things you don't know about how, how uh, stuff is going to happen in, in reality. And so, you know, to, to think we know too much about how exactly it's going to play when you have 30 teams competing against each other to make the most of those rules, uh, you know, we'd probably be getting too far ahead of ourselves. So we don't want to do anything based on those rules that gets us away from making good baseball decisions. The second thing I would say is just to pick up on something Alex said. I think a lot of the talk of new rules, uh, understandably so, whenever people in the game, especially players, get asked about them, is more about, oh, this is going to be different. You know, what is this going to mean? Is this going to hurt me? Um, there's a whole other side of it that Alex alluded to, which is, you know, going on the offensive and figuring out how, how do we win with these rules and how do we beat other teams with these rules. And that's not something that just we are going to be doing. It's something that 29 other teams are going to be doing. Um, but, you know, the rules are not just something that happened to us. There are things like everything in this game that we can compete and win with. And we've already started about what, started talking about what that looks like, and we need to continue those discussions into the winter. Along those lines, the ball behaves in a different way this year than it had in previous years. Um, do you, are you able to enter the offseason knowing what the ball is going to be like next year? And how does, uh, and if not, how does the variability to, um, impact how you can approach yeah, again, this is one of those things that, uh, as with rules changes, you know, there's only so much you can try to predict. Uh, I know everybody who is involved with the baseball or really anything going on with our game is very well-intentioned um, and trying to get the best version of baseball that we can. Uh, obviously, everything that goes into the game is, is a part of that. Um, you know, we, as long as we know, and then we do, that we're going to be playing with the same baseballs as the other 29 clubs, then everybody's on on level playing field. And uh, I can tell you this: you know, we don't know everything that's going to happen. You know, with the baseball, I don't think anybody does. Uh, but uh, you know, we we're not going to win because we figure out a way to take advantage of the baseball. We're going to win because we put together a good team and do the right things to compete. comes to that, a few years down the road is a few years down the road. Um, that, that's, uh, you know, that's something, though, if that becomes a problem, it usually finds a way to solve itself. Uh, you know, we need to be focused on, on putting together good teams, uh, putting together a good team for 2023. Obviously, you're always mindful of the bigger picture, um, but it is never, ever a problem to have more capable players 
than roster spots. In fact, that's what you need to have in order to be a winning organization. So, you know, that's that's not really a consideration here. Alex, how long do you think Xander can touch for a stop for? I mean, the way he trains, the way he moves, <clears throat> the way he goes about his business in the offseason, uh, probably as long as he, he, he can handle it, you know? Like, his body hasn't changed in, what, three or four years. When he changes, it's getting more explosive and, and, and stronger, so. I don't know. I can <clears throat> I cannot answer you years, whatever. But I do believe we saw strides this year. We just asked him to do just a few things. So with his work ethic and the way he goes about it, you know, I mean, time will tell. But we do believe that you know he he played really good this year, just making a few adjustments. Any last questions for you? Yeah, I went for mine. Um, this circles back to just how close or far away this game is. You had by far the best run differential of any last place team in baseball. You're about to into a more balanced schedule where you're playing fewer games against you know, the beast of the East, so to speak. Is this team, if it comes back, essentially the same personnel, and everybody stays healthy, you know, no major meaningful upgrades, is this a postseason team? You know, I expect that when we do get to spring training, we're going to have a different roster than we have now. So that isn't. Uh, for me, I haven't spent much time thinking about that because I, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, you know, part of our confidence in, in, in the direction we're setting comes from feeling that uh, you know we have the pieces here that if we do the right things this off season, we're going to be able to field a really strong team. You know, what you said about the division is true, um, but on, in some level, it doesn't it doesn't matter. This is where we are. Um, you know, yeah, it's. A, it's a really tough division. We know that. Um, you know, we need we need to go win, and we feel we have pieces here to win. Uh, but we also need to do the right things as far as building out this club to to give us the best chance to do that, and uh, we will.